Hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Marquette in Milwaukee. In this podcast, we'll explore the connections between Marquette University and the city it calls home, Milwaukee. I'm your moderator, Chris Jenkins, and our host is the 24th president of Marquette University, Mike Lovell. Our guests for this episode of Marquette in Milwaukee are Kristen Settle, Director of Communications for Visit Milwaukee, Joe Yato, Founder and President of Gathering Place Brewing Company, and Matt Wessel, Co-Founder of the Milwaukee Pretzel Company. Mike, a lot of our Marquette students, especially upperclassmen, choose to stay on campus over the summer, whether they're doing internships, taking summer courses, or just hanging out with friends. What are some of the highlights from your perspective of a Milwaukee summer? Well, I think about when I talk to students that stay for the summer that had never they from Milwaukee and hadn't done in the past, they always say how much they love Marquette and being Milwaukee during the school year. But they said it's so different uh, during the summer. And they said it's an amazing place uh, between Summerfest, you know, getting to the festivals, spending time at Bradford Beach. You know, they really, uh, it's a very rich and fulfilling time for them. And they talk about how much more they love Milwaukee after being here in the summer and getting to experience all those things. Kristen, how big of an impact does tourism have on Milwaukee's economy? I believe you recently released some new economic impact numbers that indicated some pretty significant growth. Yeah, tourism is one of the largest industries in the state, and Milwaukee represents the largest tourism market for Wisconsin. So last year, tourism had a $5.4 billion economic impact uh, in the greater Milwaukee area, and it supported 51,200 full-time jobs, which is like filling the Al McGuire Center 14 times. So it is a very big deal for us here in Milwaukee. Um, these are family-supporting jobs, and you know that doesn't count the, the thousands of part-time jobs that are also available through tourism and hospitality. So we're really proud of the work that we do because Milwaukee is a great city. We have a fantastic product to show people. Kind of related to that, what are some of the newest trends in Milwaukee tourism? I think everybody knows about Summerfest, even if you're not from here, but what are some of the up-and-coming attractions for the city? Well, so there's a um, there's a lot in that question. So two tourism trends that we're seeing. Um, one is food. Food is being described as the last analog experience that you can have. I can watch a rock concert on YouTube. I can view a museum gallery online, but I can't have that cheeseburger from Milwaukee. I can't have that custard from Milwaukee, that beer from Milwaukee, that pretzel from Milwaukee, unless I'm in that city. So we're seeing a lot of food tourism, and Milwaukee is very fortunate because we do have this great beer, brats, and cheese history, but we also have 10 James Beard chefs in our area and 150 locally owned restaurants in downtown. So definitely food is on our radar screen, as well as neighborhood tourism. And that's where Milwaukee is extremely lucky. We have 191 neighborhoods in the Milwaukee area. And we have seen that tourists, whether you're here for business or for leisure, they want that local, authentic experience. They want to know what it's like to be a Milwaukeean. And so they are visiting the neighborhoods and, and really immersing themselves. So whether that is Avenues West and Marquette's campus, whether that is Bayview, River West, Harambee, Bronzeville, the East Side, they're immersing themselves in everything that there is to do. So that's really exciting. Uh, and then in terms of developments, boy, Milwaukee is booming right now. We are so lucky. Um, and obviously, a couple of the big ones happening this year. Um, the new Bucks Arena is going to open in just a few months, and that is very exciting. You know, not only is it going to be a fantastic sports facility, but an entertainment facility as well. Um, lots of great concerts are already booked there. And then the streetcar is already running um, their practice route. So that is going to start full time in the fall. And again, all rides on the streetcar on the hop are going to be free for the first 12 months, thanks to Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. So it's very um, 
fortunate here in Milwaukee. We have great developments happening at the zoo. The new elephant exhibit is going to open later this year, as well as the new otter exhibit and west entrance. Discovery World is completing their $10 million renovation on the lake. So everywhere you look, you see cranes, you see lots of development, and you see lots of new things to bring people down to Milwaukee. So if you have never been downtown or if you've been downtown a hundred times, there is something new for you, I promise. Right. You mentioned uh, some of the locally owned businesses, and we happen to have two of those folks with us here right now. Uh, Joe, you're a Marquette College of Business alum who studied abroad, I believe, during your time at Marquette and came home with some ideas that you wanted to implement. Can you tell us a little bit about Gathering Place Brewing Company? Absolutely. So Gathering Place Brewing opened in August of 2017 in the River West neighborhood. So just a little north of downtown. And um, I had looked at properties in, in different parts of the city, but what drew me to River West was the strong sense of community identity that it has, which is very important for our business philosophy. As you mentioned, I did study abroad in Germany, and one of the things that really struck me was the beer garden culture there, where all, people from all walks of life would bring their friends and their families, the kids running around, they'd have pretzels, and, and they would just enjoy and socialize with one another. Honestly, many of our classes ended, the professor would say, I'm going to the beer garden, who wants to come continue the conversation? So uh, it was a very different relationship um, with being outdoors and enjoying a beverage with friends and family. And we wanted to create a similar feel here in Milwaukee. And at the time I came back, it was years before Estabrook Park opened. And now there's beer gardens and county parks throughout the area. But uh, it gets cold every once in a while. So it's nice to have an indoor space that functions much like that outdoor beer garden as a place for people to come together. Right, absolutely. And I understand you've put a lot of thought into the design of the space of your brewery. Can you talk a little bit of what kind of community feel you want for the actual space? Well, we want the, the tap room to be an extension of the community's living room. You know, we do want it to be a place where people feel comfortable gathering, whether it's with their friends or uh events for their businesses or charities, and, and that's an important part of, of who we are as a business. You know, we made it a, a, uh, a, a point of our mission statement that we would contribute at least 1% of our quarterly sales to local nonprofit organizations. Uh, my wife and I had spent our entire careers in the nonprofit sector, and those were lessons that we learned at Marquette, or I should say were fostered during our time at Marquette and carried over into our professional careers. So we are small at this point, and our impact is minimal, but you know, the, the hope is that as we grow over time, that impact and ability to uh, make Milwaukee a better place will grow as well. Now, Matt, you're a double Marquette alum, including an MBA. Um, you're also an alumnus of the Office of Marketing and Communication mm -hmm. at Marquette, which I think we can all agree is a uh, path to great achievement. Um, I attribute all my success to my exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. So you, you've mentioned, I believe, how sometimes it feels like you and your wife, Katie, who also uh, is a co-founder of the business, feel like you're in the longest MBA capstone course ever. Tell us why you started Milwaukee Pretzel Company and how it all came together. Uh, sure. Um, and that capstone comment, yeah, just pertains to that idea that you can learn a lot in the classroom, but um, there's that additional learning that takes place in the field. And um, when you start your own business, you learn a lot um, through make 
decisions you make that are good and, and some that, that aren't. Um, the decision to start the company is sort of similar maybe uh, to, to Joe's in that my wife and I lived in Germany um, in 2012 for an entire year. And in southern Germany, we lived in Munich, and we fell in love with that culture that, that Joe was sort of alluding to, that beer garden culture, that um, the outdoorness of southern Germany, the nostalgia, the, the very um, old European feel of that country. Uh, we also were amazed at the comparisons between Milwaukee and um, southern Germany, and especially in the, the Munich area. You know, here in Milwaukee, we have beer, and we have cheese, and we have sausage, and we have wonderful street festivals, and a blue-collar nature, a lot of what they have in Germany. We didn't really have the pretzels. So when we came home, we couldn't find them to satisfy our own addiction that we had formed over that year. And being entrepreneurial in nature, and Katie being somewhat of a foodie, we decided it would be a good idea to, to try and make them. Um, and it was no, nothing immediately that we jumped into. We just sort of tested the waters a little bit, saw what friends thought of the pretzels we were making, and then some family members. Then we tested it with a few businesses and eventually found ourselves at German Fest in 2013 running a booth and selling out of pretzels. And from there, it was kind of off to the races. Yeah, so how's it growing over time? And if people want to find your pretzels, what events or restaurants or beer gardens or other venues could they find them? Sure. The list is growing. We've stopped maintaining a list online because we truly don't know all of the places that we're at now. Once you go into distribution, there's you know the likelihood of being placed at places you just don't know about. So people will ask us, are you at a certain place? And sometimes it's, I, I'm not sure. Um, let me find out. But we... Um, we are at German Fest. We're at a number of the different festivals throughout um, the season. We're at um, State Fair to an extent. Um, we're at all the Cedarburg festivals. So those things we'll promote through social media um, as we do them. Restaurants and whatnot, there there are many, even in the Milwaukee, metro Milwaukee area, that carry our pretzel. Um, primarily what we sell, who we sell to um, is uh, food service companies. So restaurants, bar menus, tap rooms that, that have limited food. Now we're growing into the concession space. So mentioned the newer Bucks Arena. We're the, we're the only pretzel you can get at the Bradley Center um, and will be at the new arena. Um, so growing the business um, for us has been focusing on wholesale, which was basically guaranteed business, recurring repeat business. You get lower margins, um, but you can really build um, a machine, a pretzel making machine that way. Our retail side is growing, um, online sales, things like that. Um, one day we hope to open like a little cute pretzel shop somewhere um, downtown, but for now we're satisfied and we have enough demand and just churning out pretzels for the food service industry. Yeah, for both Matt and Joe, what challenges are there in this kind of industry? I know your industries are very different, but uh, maybe they share some kind of similar characteristics. Challenges and what does success look like for both of you? Beer and pretzels are the perfect complement, particularly in this town. Um, there, there are a number of, of challenges. The, the beer industry is incredibly competitive. Um, beer is very big business. Uh, you don't have to look farther than State Street to understand that. Um, at the same time, there's been a, a renaissance in, not only in Milwaukee, but uh, nationally in terms of small artisanal producers who are making things, making styles of beer and making them to a, a level of quality that you can't find from the large national players. Uh, speaking about the growth in Milwaukee, in the four-county area, there's about th just over 30 uh, craft breweries, and more than half of them opened in the last two years. Wow. So that gives you an idea of just how underserved 
Milwaukee was relative to the national craft beer scene. Yeah, it's funny. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it felt like we were kind of late to this trend of like as as popular as beer is in Milwaukee. Felt like we were a little late to the craft beer trend. Uh, we certainly were. You know, we uh, one of the things I did when I wrote the business plan is I was able to categorize all the beer sold in the state. And I can do that because it's a well-regulated industry and you have to report those things. But I saw that of all the craft beer being drunk in, in Wisconsin, uh, domestic producers were only making about a quarter of that. So we were drinking a lot of craft beer, except we were doing it from Michigan and Minnesota and California. And Milwaukee is such a place that has a, a pride in locally made products that there's no reason why uh, Milwaukee area breweries couldn't be producing uh, more beer and, and better quality beer than something that needs to be shipped unrefrigerated from halfway across the country or halfway around the world. And what makes our beer story in Milwaukee even better is that we are the only city that owns the history of beer. So this is the only place where you can come and tour the Miller Caves. And it's amazing to me being in there they haven't stored beer in there in a hundred years, and it still smells like beer. It has this great rich smell, and it's still cold and icy, and it's just such a great place to be. And we're the only place where you can tour Captain Paps's mansion and hear about his life and see that um, that story. And then you can go to Forest Home and see where the beer barons are buried. So Milwaukee has this fantastic um, history of beer, and now with this boom in the new craft scene, it's retelling itself all over over again. And I think that that's the one thing that Milwaukee owns that no other city does. And it's great to see so many um, entrepreneurs in the beer industry just wanting to, to have a piece of that. And when you talk about our success in the pretzel world, we one of the first things we will attribute that to is good timing. Um, both the market being ready for a higher quality, more artisanal pretzel, but also the synergies with craft beer producers. So when we are looking for a new business, some of the first things we'll do is we have this master list of tap rooms throughout the state that just make beer and might sell chips or pizzas and they're prime candidates for pretzels and um, the fact that beer drinking uh, maybe hasn't gone up but the varieties and the options and the people making them have has benefited us as a complimentary um, food item for that that beer and it has a trickle effect of tourism, too, because as the county parks are opening more beer gardens, that brings in revenue for the county parks, which is obviously something that's desperately needed. I mean, Milwaukee has 150 state and county parks inside. So to be able to bring your family to a county park and experience a beer garden and have locally made beers and locally made pretzels and allow the kids to go play on the park nearby, um, it's just great. So it has this this wonderful ripple effect like a, like a pebble in a pond, um, you know, as new businesses start up and as the park benefit and as you know those of us as locals benefit and then we have this great offering for our visitors too now mike i think when we talk about entrepreneurship and innovation a lot of us think technology first but with these guys story and you know maybe a hundred others out there it's just as important in terms of a city's quality of life to have guys like this doing these sorts of things isn't it certainly and you know first of all i'm, I'm getting very hungry and thirsty just listening <laughs> to the conversation here uh but for a citizen of, of milwaukee to be able to have you know access to the products and things that, that these individuals produce you know is something that we should never take for granted and you know we're very proud that so many of our alumni are involved you know in um, different parts of the tourism industry, you know, whether it be uh, the, the craft brewery, you know, your pretzels, but also you think about, you know, even like Rick Wiegand with the ambassador, you think about um, 
uh, some of the large corporations where we have so many of our graduate school employees, whether it be Miller Coors, who who does all the tours at Northwestern Mutual, where they bring 10,000 of their employees from around the country here to Milwaukee to, to, to spend a, a long weekend. It just really has a, a huge impact. Now, Kristen and, and everybody else, if they want to chime in, of course, this year, like you mentioned, we're going to see the opening of the Bucks Arena, where our men's basketball team will play, but also the entire entertainment district that will spring around downtown. What will that do for the city, do you think? That is going to create a whole new vibe in Westtown, and I think it's really exciting. It's going to definitely be a draw for people who are both coming for, whether a sporting event or, or a concert, but also people who just want to hang out. I know that they really want it to be um, a gathering place of sorts for people to come and just have a good time. So I think it's really going to change the vibrancy of that area. It's going to certainly make it more um, pedestrian-friendly and alive, and then that will then, again, have a trickle effect as more hotels want to come into the area um, and as more businesses want to open near there. And I know that the Bucks are making a very concerted effort to use local products and local suppliers to tap into that entrepreneurial and innovation um, excitement that we have happening here in the city. And it's very exciting to see their commitment to the community. And then I think that that's going to draw others in as well. So we're really excited to see that development open. It's been fun watching the building go up um, and getting some behind the scenes tours, but it's also fun just to see the entertainment block come alive. Uh, it's it's going to be a great time for downtown. Now, between that and the streetcar, as small business owners, maybe that's not quite your neighborhood, especially for you, Joe. But does being part of something that's growing, a city that's growing, does that, does that help you directly or indirectly or anything along those lines? I think it's a, an incredible help. Um, you know, talking about tourism, we give tours on Saturdays, and more often than not, three-quarters of the tours are, are people from the Chicagoland area. So it's it, beer tourism is a big deal. The ease of transportation of getting around to different parts of Milwaukee is a big deal. Um, I'm very excited for the developments happening downtown, not only with the new arena, but new housing being built. Uh, Northwestern Mutual put up one building. There's another on the way. BMO Harris is putting up a, a new building on Water Street. Um, it's my hope, though, that that Development will be a catalyst for development in other parts of the city. Uh, both Matt and I are about a block away from each other in the River West neighborhood. And uh, that's just, it's one neighborhood just on the edge of that downtown development. But as you cross the highway, there are parts of the city that haven't seen development in some time. And so it's my hope that the uh, renewed interest in building in Milwaukee, as well as the expanded tax base of these new buildings, will help fuel. Uh, development and building in other parts of the city. Mike, I know that's something you're particularly concerned about, especially with our membership of the Near West Side Partners, is that we share this with everyone. No, certainly. And I think about the Near West Side uh, last year alone, we brought eight new businesses you know, into the Near West Side. And this is, again, this is a trickle down of some of the bigger things that are happening that companies want to locate in the city now. And so as we can do more to impact those uh, smaller neighborhoods, maybe not directly, again, adjacent to downtown, but uh, certainly we're, we're really excited about that. Kristen, are you seeing a lot of that? Will, will this some of this trickle out to some of the neighborhoods that maybe aren't on the marquee when tourists think of Milwaukee, but are just as important? Absolutely. Development begets development. And so as as more businesses want to come and make their their headquarters here in Milwaukee, um, I think it's going to attract more people to live here. It's certainly going to attract more college students who are looking for job opportunities um, as 
they graduate, um, and then it's going to attract other businesses because you you know businesses want to be where it's fun and hip and vibrant and there's people coming. So it makes sense for for businesses to settle in places like Bayview and the Third Ward and River West um, and Avenues West and UWM. So it, it just makes sense for them to do that. And I think that the development is going to continue for um, many years to come. Tourism continues to grow at a 2 to 3% rate each year in Milwaukee. We're very lucky that way. And so we don't see a, a change to this trend anytime soon with everything that's that's happening. Um, one of the things I think I'm most proud of in this city in terms of the development are the people that are doing it. They are Marquette alums. They are UWM alums. They are people who are truly invested in the city. Um, you hear fantastic stories of, of people who want to give back to the community. So whether that's Joe Bartolotta, who's been doing it for 25 years, Potawatomi Hotel and Casino, who's been doing it for 26 years, um, or people like Julie Kaufman in the Sherman Phoenix, Julia Taylor at the GMC, Dean Amhouse at the Water Council. These people are all so invested in our city and want to give back. So whether that is a tourist attraction or a restaurant, or whether that's a large industry like the water industry here in Milwaukee, it's very exciting to hear that and, and to hear their stories and why they care about Milwaukee and why they want to give back to the community. It's, it's just fun and it gives you a renewed sense of excitement and energy about the city. One quick thing to add, I think as a business owner, one of the things I didn't quite realize at the time is you suddenly become very aware and interested in the space in which you place your business. So where kind of where Joe and I are, once you start having employees come there and park there and commute there and um, you need to, you, you're kind of aware of the, what's around you in terms of gathering supplies or different needs that you have, you, you take an interest in um, who's there, what's there, what development might need to occur or could take place. And I feel in our area, there's a, a group called Riverworks that, that's pretty vocal and tries to make sure our needs are met. But you suddenly find yourself as you want to you wanna contribute to that area that you're in, um, selfishly because your business is there, but you also see an opportunity to just increase the, the greater whole. So I feel small business owners, wherever they go, whether it's the near west side, the river west area or beyond, um, we have an opportunity to make our own little corner better. And I think as that happens, then there'll just be improvement over time as well. And we've seen that happen. We've seen new attractions and new restaurants and, and new breweries open in some of these neighborhoods that didn't exist before. And, you know, you can list hundreds of examples of places and then everyone has almost come together around that one particular business and spread it out from there. I mean, I think one of the most successful examples is Bray's down in Walker's Point. I mean, Dave Swanson almost single-handedly brought that place back to life through his restaurant-supported agriculture. And now we have Clock Shadow Creamery and we have Purple Door and we have Indulgence and we have all of the antique stores that are down there. So that neighborhood has just completely come back to life in the last 10 years. So that's a great example. And we look to other um, businesses and, and attractions to, to do the same in neighborhoods. And it's happening all over. You're absolutely right that that once that, that business sprouts up in a neighborhood and takes ownership uh, of the neighborhood, it just attracts more people to it and more positive vibes to it. And that's exciting to see um, in Milwaukee that these neighborhoods are just springing back to life. Mike, with, uh, with all this energy we're seeing around Milwaukee, uh, whether it's small businesses or really big projects, how does that affect Marquette? How does it affect our ability to attract students and retain them? 
Well, obviously, uh, when you have a vibrant city, you know, it, it draws people in. And same is true with our students. And I think about, uh, for example, the incoming freshman class. We have a record freshman class in the history of Marquette University. A lot of that has to do with all the activities we've heard about today that are going on in Milwaukee. And there's a great buzz about Milwaukee out there. I can just tell you, other cities, St. Louis, even Chicago, we're seeing declines in some of our peer institutions. And it's just very exciting, you know, for us to have Milwaukee uh, be at this place at this point in time. Yeah, and we do draw a lot of students from out of state and especially Chicago and and a fair amount of them stay here after they're yeah. graduated. I mean, the great thing is, is that, you know, obviously Illinois is our biggest feeder state, uh, but now we're seeing Minnesota and California being uh, three and four, and which is just, you know, really exciting for us. Everybody, what's on your summer to-do or bucket list about Milwaukee? And we'll start with Mike. Oh, there's the challenge in uh, Milwaukee in the summers. We cram 12 months of activity into three mm-hmm. months, so there's so much uh, to do. You know, and I, I always, you know, always like to go to the festivals. You know, I try to go to uh, at least two or three festivals. I go to Summerfest at least once or twice as well. So, and just enjoying the lakefront. Those are the things that you know that. I, you know, I'd love to run and, and, and bike along the lake from as well. So those are the things that I, I want to do. Nothing, no one key marquee event, but I think, you know, enjoying a taste of all that Milwaukee has to offer. Kristen, your summer to-do list in Milwaukee. My summer to-do list is um, very long, but because uh, I have the same favorites as everyone else. Well, the festivals. nice thing is for you, it's work-related, It right? is work-related. So, you know, it's I get to do it seven days a week. Um, no, I think, I think, my bucket list for me and my family and the, the challenge I give to everyone else is to do something new. So every week of, of the summer, you know, we get 13 or 14 weeks between Memorial Day and Labor Day, try something new. So if you've never been to Chill on the Hill, go to Chill on the Hill. If you've never been to a beer garden, pick a beer garden and go there. Um, if you've never been to the Air and Water Show, go check that out. We all have a fantastic opportunity with the Harley Davidson 115th anniversary to experience that if you never have. I mean, that's going to be an exciting Labor Day weekend. So do something new. That's my personal bucket list is to try something new in Milwaukee I haven't um, tried before, whether that's a walk along the lake or to check out a new bike path or to rent a bubbler bike or to take the streetcar. Just do something new and learn something new about Milwaukee and then find out the story behind it. So if you have never been to the gathering place, go there, have a great beer and talk you know, to, to Joe and, and learn about you know, his story. And the same thing with, with Milwaukee Pretzel Company, you know, find out what inspired Matt and Kate to do that get get the stories behind the people who are there because Milwaukeeans are fascinating we have a we have a wonderful vibrant quirky wonderfully random story to tell Matt Wessel summer to-do list in Milwaukee I think mine would be um, I've been here for you know since Marquette day so almost 20 years now so I've done a lot but I think exploring the water a little bit more so we have um, a two and a half year old and a seven month old at home and with Ellie our oldest I think going to Bradford Beach with her you know, um, we love going to the beach when we're in California on other trips and you forget the what we have access to in Milwaukee with relative ease um, compared to let's say maybe a Chicago or another market and the fact that that lake looks like an ocean I mean there's so much beauty there um, so going to Bradford Beach I think a few times with her and then I really want to get on one of those boats that goes down the river and then goes out into the water and then comes back, you know, maybe with a, a few gathering place beers on board, something like that. I've, in my time here, I've never done, um, I don't know if we call that a cruise or just a river ride. I think that would be um, something fun to do. Maybe kids can stay at home. They'd be a liability. <laughs> Joe, your summer to-do list in Milwaukee. 
Uh, well, Matt, that was a great segue because of several of our Marquette friends, we we rent a pontoon every summer and go up and down the, the the river and out into the lake, and that's always a good time. And the other thing I would say is visiting the farmers markets. You know, we're two examples of small businesses, but so are these these farmers. And you know, one of the things that's great about Milwaukee is that we're not too far from being close to agriculture. And, and so to meet and talk with those small fruit farmers or people who make jam and preserves in their home and then sell them at the, the farmer's markets, that's always really exciting for me. And it tastes really good. Very nice. Spe- speaking about being very close to agriculture, I want to spend more time on my bicycle this this uh, summer. And like you mentioned, you can get lost really quick and just clear your mind and be out in the middle of nowhere and fight the wind. Uh, it's just fantastic. So that is my to-do list this summer. There are summer. 130 miles of bike trails in Milwaukee County. So lots of places to get lost. And downtown is becoming much more bikeable as well. It is so becoming much more bikeable, yeah. So I would be remiss. My, my marketing vice president would get mad at me if I didn't mention that all of this information is on our website, visitmilwaukee.org. You know, we're designed to attract other people to Milwaukee, but we're a great resource for locals as well. So you can all find all sorts of free activities to do for the summer. If you are a college kid on a budget, you can find all of the festivals listed, um, all of the great restaurants listed, all of the beer gardens are listed there. So if you check out the website, visitmilwaukee.org, there's guides for you um, to do if you're looking for a restaurant to go for graduation um, or for Mother's Day. If you are looking for um, just things to do with kids, all of that is available. Um, on the website. So even if you're a local, use us. That's why we're here. We want to get people out and experiencing the city and falling in love with it just as much as we have. Matt, I assume you have some sort of internet presence as well? Uh, we do. MilwaukeePretzel.com, if you can believe that. Um, so there you'll find information on how to order, um, and if nothing else, ease of which to contact us. Um, if you do want to find out if a certain restaurant carries the pretzel, or if you want to recommend one that we should go go after, and obviously you can read our story there as well and, and latch onto our social media accounts. We're, my summer plans, I should have also included, will be working. I mean, that's we're, we're seasonally busy because the beer gardens do open up. People come out of their houses to, to go out to eat, so, so we get busy. Um, uh, so yeah, it'll be a lot of pretzel making over the next five months. And Joe, if people are trying to find you online, where would that be? GatheringplaceBrewing.com. And that has a list of all of our beers that we've made, as well as what's currently on tap in the tap room, uh, and where you can find us, which at this point is uh, about 65 places around the area and adding more every week, So, uh, as well as links to social media. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marquette in Milwaukee. More episodes of this and other Marquette podcasts can be found at marquette.edu slash podcasts.